Hello guys, welcome to my podcast, Lovely Linky Inspirations, where the intent is to encourage, motivate, and inspire you. I will share with you my journey and expertise as a nonprofit co-founder, a therapist, a PhD student, a mommy and wife. I am also here to help uplift all single women, whether you are a woman who has never been married, previously married, and now a divorcee or widow as well as to help build, support, and celebrate couples who are courting, engaged, and married. So come now, join me as we encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Hello guys, welcome to Lovely Linky Inspirations. Today is our 17th episode in our first season. In this episode, I am joined by my hubby, Patrick who co-hosted this episode with me. We were joined by two guests, a couple, Officer Diaz and Mrs. Danielle Diaz. They are not only a lovely couple, they are also our brother and sister in Christ. Officer Diaz has served in various capacities. Currently, he serves full-time as a Forest Preserve Police and part-time as a police officer for a local police department. He also has a background in firefighting as a corrections officer and in nuclear security. Danielle is currently a full-time stay-at-home mom and homeschool teacher. They sat down with us and we had a heart-to-heart conversation about their experiences, concerns, and hopes as a law enforcement family and Christians. They also shared their desires to hear the concerns of others. Again, to my dedicated listeners, this is another Facebook Live, so please listen past the connection, interruptions, and echoes. With that, come now, join me, my LB Patrick, and our guest, Officer Diaz and Mrs. Danielle Diaz, as we talk a little bit about officers, civilians, and their families in this episode of Heart to Hear. Okay, guys, we're back on. Let's see if this works. Waiting for the option to allow me to add other people. Okay, so waiting for, um, okay, so bring them on camera. Add. It's adding you guys now. (sighs) Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Do you see? I'm like, okay, this, we're doing this. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> when something is supposed to happen and it's going to be good, it, it takes some of it to go through. We're not giving up. Um, I don't know what happened. It like wouldn't let me do it. Sam has work to go to. Sammy has work to go to. So um, we're seven minutes behind now with trying to figure this thing out. But I'm trying to just invite back people in the room. So let me do that. Okay. Are you guys ready? We're ready. Okay. All right. Who's pr- okay? Who's gonna pray for us? You pray, babe. Sure, I'll pray. Okay. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you today just to ask for your your grace and your guidance through this live chat, Father God, so that we can be able to have a honest healthy conversation, Lord Jesus, so that we can share in each other's concerns and we can learn to grow 
and to be a part of each other's lives in a way that we haven't been able to before, Father God. We just pray that you'll be with us, that you will guide the conversation, and that the message that you have for everyone will be heard, will be accepted, and that we'll be able to, to learn something new. And I just thank you for allowing this to happen, for being with us, and for bringing the people in that are supposed to hear this, and that those who will hear it in the future will receive it with a healthy heart, a healthy mind, and that it'll be accepted because it's from you. In your name, yes. amen. It's truly a wonderful prayer. We lost them again. Their connection, I think their connection is bad. I think that's why we're having the issue is they're having a bad connection. See if they'll come back on. Let's give them some time. We're, okay. Uh, to come back on. Man, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you guys' connection, because you guys are a, a little bit pixelated. So there you go now. I see you guys good now. So I'm wondering if it's just the connection. Um, but. <laughs> We're back. Let's 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 go. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. So um guys, thank you guys for your willingness, your heart, you know, to hear and to share. And so um just you know, today's really about sharing your heart. So where do you want to start from? Um if Sam, if you wanted to start from the aspect of your concerns as an officer. You you guys hear the echo? No, we're good. Okay. All right. Do you hear an echo from us? I hear something. Maybe it's you. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I mean, that that's a really big area to cover. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of concern that happens every day from my point of view, just because yeah. you're always going into something that's an unknown. Mm -hmm. Um most of the time as an officer when you show up someplace it's because of something bad that happened or an emergency situation that's yes. going on yeah and it carries a lot of weight with it because people oftentimes are expecting you to have the answers mm. to be able to fix it to move along so that the problem that they have is no longer there anymore there. Mm -hmm. um and the fact that you don't know what people's intentions really are. Mm, um, that's good. It's scary. It's very, very scary at times because we hear the news just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So we hear everything that's going on everywhere all the time. And a lot of times we're dealing with it firsthand. Yeah. So there, there's extra concern that comes through with it on every call that you get. Um, so... The concern for me isn't so much for me, but it is for my wife because yeah. I signed up for this life. Mm -hmm. I knew what it entailed. I knew what I was getting myself into. Yes. I just worry for her mm -hmm. because I don't want her to worry for me when I'm doing my job. Yeah. Because, and that's where my biggest concern comes from. Yeah. What I deal with day in and day out, I'll be fine. I'll get over it. I've learned how to maneuver through it 
so that mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me personally. Yes. But sometimes you just have to get stuff off your chest. Mm-hmm. And with Danielle being my best friend, she's the one that shares in a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And that's where my concern comes from is just bringing too much of the dirt that I deal with on a daily basis to her so that she can't just be like, okay, he's going to work. He'll be back. But there'll be too much of sadness and fear put onto her that she'll worry for me more than she should, or than I want her to, I should say, because she's going to worry for me regardless. mm -hmm. I just don't want her to do that. I want her to be perfectly fine and be like, oh, he's Superman. He can handle it. He'll be back tomorrow. There's no big deal. But I know that that's not always the reality because mm -hmm. I am flesh and blood. Yeah. So my concern is just for the family's sake. I'll get through whatever I have to. I can handle it. I just don't want her going through it with me sometimes because it's a lot. How do you get through it? I hear you say you're okay. What do you do? Do you have anything in particular that you do or do you just ignore it? Tell me what you do. Um, sometimes it's a mix of both. A lot of times it's just what I do when I'm in my car and I'm going to wherever I'm going to is after I get the initial call is I'll send up a quick prayer. God be with me. Give me protection. Um, bring me peace so that I can bring peace to somebody else. And that's how I start every call that I get into um, is just because it's a reaffirming for me that I'm not by myself, that I'm not alone. Yeah. And a re a reminder that I'm not doing this and that I don't have the skills that I have mm. based off of my own abilities. Mm. So for me, every call, if it's, a traffic accident, if it's um, a citizen complaint for people being too close together with this whole COVID thing, if it's domestics, if it's shots fired, every time I get a call, that's how I started is God be with me, give me peace and help me to get through this so that I can help them and get back home tonight. And just knowing that I have that power behind me, instantly calms me down it sounds kind of crazy sometimes but no matter what the call is after i do that it's like my mind almost goes blank and i can just handle what's going on and i don't have the stress and the worry that i did have before yeah so to a christian that's we understand that right and so that that's good that you say that and and Sammy, could you just somewhat introduce yourself to those who did not see the flyer and those who are watching or may be watching um, this live right now or will watch it later on as to who you are and what you do so they get the perspective of where you are coming from? Yeah, for sure. Um, with the Lake County Forest Preserve Police, and I'm also a part-time police officer in Lake Villa. Um, I've been with Lake Villa for three months, and I've been on the Forest Preserve Police for a little over three years. Um, and I've got a background with firefighting and corrections and nuclear security and a little bit of everything, really. So I, that's where I come from. That's what I do. Um, but I had similar question to what you said. How do you deal with this? Mm-hmm. Um, I've told Danielle this and my dad because he worries often. And I tell him 
being a police officer is what I do. It's not who I am. Mm. I, oh, um, I love that. <laughs> and it's what I do essentially to reach people, to pay the bills, mm-hmm. to make our life what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's, it doesn't identify who I am. Yes. I am first off a believer in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I am a husband. I am a father. I am a son. Yeah. I am a litany of other things. Yeah. So not involving my entire life around the career that I chose, but putting it in its place and keeping mm. it there helps me leave work at work and my personal life. I get to enjoy that all the time. Yeah. And so I like that you say that and tell me like, as a social worker, we have core values. What, what are the values? What are the code that you have? You know, and like doctors, they, they are not there so to preserve life. You know what I mean? What's, what's the code of, of an officer? Because that's what you do. Is there something that says mm-hmm. we're supposed to serve and protect? What, what is it? It is. It is a serve and protect thing. And that's across the board for all of us. Um, I think that because of the nature of the job, mm-hmm. people forget why they got into the business to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, they forget what that burning fire was when they were a little kid. Why mm-hmm. do you want to be a police officer? But I genuinely do believe that for 95% of us, it is a call to help people. Mm-hmm. It is a call to make a difference, to be there for somebody to be a problem solver, um, to be a peacekeeper. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it is, is there back in the 60s and 70s, it was all police officer, police officer. That's what your title was. That's what you went by. Um, and things have started to evolve and they've changed a little bit. Um, and in our profession, a lot of it is now peace officer because mm. the police stigma that comes with it mm-hmm. it comes with a reputation it comes with yes uh, a macho attitude yeah but the idea now of we're not policing these mm. citizens we're not yes. policing our communities anymore mm-hmm. we're bringing along peace mm-hmm. and we're here to bring everybody to a sense of peace mm. and that's really what the, what what, what the, the motto is is just protect serve and just be that that comfort when it's needed. Well, and I think what's very specific for, for Sammy um, is that he does serve and he does protect. Yes. But from the situations that he's told me, he also lifts up and he encourages. Yes, yes. Um, he talks to people, um, maybe the people that the call was made upon yeah um and he tries to encourage them and he tries to help them have a different way of thinking about Mm -hmm. things and so maybe dealing with them in a different way because he doesn't want to have to come back out he doesn't want to he wants to see you again and he wants to talk to you again yes um but not under the circumstances as to what he's been called out for yes yes I, I love that you said that, Danielle, and, and I hear your husband saying his concern is mostly for you. What are your concerns as a wife as a, of a police officer and, the, and 
the the mother of children of a police officer because those are two separate um, things <laughs> Of course, my biggest concern is that he's safe. Um, but beyond that, because I pray for him, me and kids pray for him all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, my belief in that, I don't walk around every day worried. I don't, like when he doesn't answer my phone call, I'm not like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Is he okay? Because God just gives me this peace. And um I know who I married. I I knew from the very beginning I was going to have to be in positions where I wasn't going to know every single second of the day if he was going to be okay because he's constantly putting himself mm -hmm. in a in a situation possibly yes, with yes. firefighting, police work and corrections. So I have to give it all to God. I have to put my peace and, and my worries into God's hands or else I would never get through the day. Mm -hmm. So um, I do worry about that here and there. Um, I'm concerned with is is he going about every call in a way that Jesus would want him to go about? And we talk about that all the time. Um, he'll bring a situation to me and I'll be like, did you handle it the best way that you could have? Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about it. And he grows from that. Um, I grow mm -hmm. from that in situations mm -hmm. that I have in my own life. Um, I use it. I use those situations with my children when I'm teaching them lessons. Mm -hmm. And it's not as specific, but it's situations where, okay, if you found yourself in this position, let's talk about it. Yes. Um, so it, it helps us too in our family life and um, just being able to grow together, to use his job as a tool that God has given us to become better Christians and to be able to reach out to people more. Um, that's really the biggest thing for me that, that really comes from my heart is that what can we do to turn it around? What can we yes. do to reach out? Right. And so do you bring, hold one second, Sam, do you bring the children in the conversation and how much of the conversation of your dad is an officer, he goes out there, you know, how much of that do you bring the children in on? And either of you could respond. We are very, very, very honest with our children. Um, we don't sugarcoat almost anything. So they are completely aware that daddy puts himself in the situations that he could die. But they're also completely aware that if he does not put himself in those positions, some of the people that he deals with might be in a worse position mm -hmm. or might not ever hear about Jesus mm -hmm. or might act in a way that they wouldn't normally react because mm -hmm. The other police officer that shows up maybe doesn't have Sammy's supernatural peace and, and calming that doesn't come from him, but comes from God. Yeah. Um, so they understand that. And, you know, they get worried sometimes when it gets past the time that he's supposed to be mm -hmm, home. Mm -hmm. And they're like, mommy, where's daddy? Where's daddy? And I'm like, it's okay. He's fine. But um, no, we tell them everything. We're brutally honest. Um, and so they, they are completely aware. We talk to them about sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. We talk to them about 
um, racism. We talk about stereotyping. We talk about um, literally everything. everything so yeah. that not only they can be aware, but that they cannot become that person. Okay. Oh, good. Um, Danielle, biggest concern as a mother. What's your biggest concern as a mother for the children? My biggest concern, I think, is that they'll grow up and turn away from God. Mm-hmm. That's like my all-time biggest concern. But like on a day-to-day basis. As it pertains to um, your husband being an officer. Right. Um. I, I don't know. I don't really have concerns for them as it pertains to Sammy being an officer because, like, they know in their hearts that, and we've talked to them so much, that if it did, worse came the worst, and, and Sammy didn't come home. Mm-hmm. Um, they would understand the good in it. Okay, um, okay. They would, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess that would be the biggest concern is what am, what am I going to say to my kids if daddy is in the hospital or if daddy's never mm-hmm. going to come home again? Mm-hmm. And it would be sad and it would hurt and we would mourn. But they also know that, you know, the world is bigger than us. It's yeah. bigger than our family. Yeah. And Sammy's putting himself out there to help people. And they have a lot of... um respect for him when it comes to that and they're very happy that their daddy is a police officer and in fact half of our kids want to be police officers when they grow up <laughs> awesome so we'll, have, we'll have some good christian police officers that we need sammy i think you were <laughs> going to say something do you remember your point no oh i'm so it's gone. sorry but, yeah, no you're fine you're <laughs> fine um danielle and i fears when it comes to our kids and Mm -hmm. I know that this might sound odd but for me because I'm in this profession and I know what it is Mm -hmm. my biggest fear um with that outside of me maybe not coming home one day is that they will fall in my footsteps Hmm. because this is what I do, and that's fine. What's okay for me isn't always going to be okay for my kids because Mm -hmm. I don't want them to have to see it. I don't want them to have to feel it. I don't want them to have to experience it Mm -hmm. firsthand Mm -hmm. because they ask me questions on a regular basis of what my day was like. Mm -hmm. Did I have to do this? Did I have to do that? Did I take a bad guy to jail? Is the world safe again? Um, And sometimes I feel like I have to protect them by not telling them everything that happens. Yeah. Because they are still so young. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to give them jaded eyes over what's going on. And it's, it's a struggle for me between being honest with them and letting them know and being too honest with them and letting Mm. them know everything. Yes, I get that. Because in our profession, when we're dealing with people who are going through something, oftentimes we get the absolute worst in that person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get to see the opposite where 
they recover, they get better, they move on, and they're good. Yes. But unfortunate for unfortunately for me, most of the time I don't get that complete cycle. Mm. I can calm them down and get them to a place where they're okay. Yeah. But I don't ever. Most of the time I don't get that ending story of what happened when I left. Mm. And that that that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what my thing comes in. I don't. I don't necessarily want my kids to do this. If mm. they do it, then great. I'll support them. I'll back them. I'll give them whatever advice I can. But I want to protect them from as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, did you have a question for them? No. no? Okay. I have a, I have a question, <laughs> but I just wanted to bring up my husband in the conversation if he did. And look, we match. So... Sammy, I'm in blue with you, and Patrick is in red with Danielle, and we didn't plan this. I just saw that, and I'm like, look at you guys know we are match people, so I was like, look, we match. <laughs> and we didn't plan it, guys. <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> but my question is, um, it's, it's three separate questions. In the current climate, with what is going on right now, and for me, I want it to be clear that for me in our eyes, and I think in your eyes too, and let me know if I don't want to speak for you, it's, it's, it's not officers against black people. It's, it's really the, the thing of racism, but that there are bad officers in the police force that some of them purposely set themselves up in, in these positions of power so they can you know, go out and do the things that they are doing. So my question is, what's, what's, as a Christian man, a Christian officer, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on what is happening now, right? You have to be a Christian. You have to worship with some of us, you know, of all different ethnicities. And we, you know, we are black, I'm black. And so, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And then you have to go with your brothers, you know, on the forest. I'll kind of mesh them both together and mm -hmm. answer both questions as best as I can as one. It kind of goes back to what I said. This is what I do. It's not who I am. Mm -hmm. So I understand that there's a divide on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say it's hard for me because it's not necessarily difficult because I treat everybody the exact same way. I don't come into a situation expecting something to happen based off of demographics. It okay. is what it is. So I keep an open mindset. A, there's good people, there's bad people, there's people that need help, and there's people that don't want help. Those are really the four areas that we fall into the most. Mm -hmm. And once you figure out which category of people you're dealing with, is going to determine how I handle the situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because people who need help oftentimes want help. Yes. yes but those that don't yeah. want it, there's nothing that you can do for them. Mm -hmm. I can talk to you till I'm blue in the face. I can give you every option in the world to do different things. But if you don't want to, there's nothing that I can do to help you. Now, race Maybe I have a blinded eye to it because of where I grew up and my best friends my whole life have been black. And I was 
when I went to junior high, I'll go back a little bit. When I went to junior high, I was the minority. Being mm-hmm. a light-skinned Hispanic white kid in a group of people that was majority black. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was different. I just, it, it's, I didn't know, I, I shouldn't say that. I knew that there were more white people out there, but when I grew up going to the schools that I went to, mm-hmm. I was the minority. Mm-hmm. So I guess I noticed that there's racial divides. I just don't, I don't personally understand it. Okay. I don't yes. get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you clarified that you're not blind to it. You just don't understand it. I don't, right. I don't yeah. understand it. I don't get why a woman such as yourself mm-hmm. who is black is treated differently than my wife because she's white. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. Take off that external skin layer and put them right next to each other and you're not going to know any difference. Mm-hmm. So why is it that just because of the complexion of your skin, you get treated differently? Mm-hmm. Because I believe, and I know this to be a fact, that there are just as many bad white people as there are bad Hispanics, bad, bad black people. It's, mm-hmm. it's across the board. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just don't understand why we can't all treat, we as police officers, mm-hmm. can't just treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and mm-hmm. I brought that up to my partners, my, my co-officers, where it's just like, okay, first off, you don't need to say this. Secondly, it's unprofessional. Thirdly, I'm not going to tolerate it. So if you're going to have these conversations, don't have them around me Mm because I'm not going to, I'm not going to appreciate it. and I'm not going to stand by and let it happen. Um, And everybody that I work for has that understanding of, okay, you know what? Let's just put the conversation aside because Sam just walked in and he's not going to have it. Mm-hmm. And it's happened where I've walked into the room and I could hear from across the hall what was going on. But when I walk into the room, it gets quiet and you mm-hmm. can basically hear crickets. Yeah. And the fact that they respect me enough is all that I can really ask for because I can't make them stop their judgments. Yeah, All I can do yeah. is... Pray for them and continue to be an example mm-hmm. because there have been multiple times when I've shown up places and just because of who I am, people have come to recognize me Yeah, and yeah. they'll be like, I'm not talking to these people. Mm-hmm, I will to talk you. to you. Mm-hmm, Cause you're safe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and go ahead, go ahead, Sam. No, no, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And from that, then I want to ask this question because you do wear the, the uniform. When you hear the term blue lives matter and all lives matter that combats black lives matter, what's your thought on that? I've never asked you that question. So I want to hear mm-hmm. your input and even Danielle's. How do you answer that question? <laughs> Obviously, all lives matter. Mm. I don't believe that the core values, and I do believe that some people have taken it out of context Mm -hmm. on both sides. Mm -hmm. I think that 
people who back Black Lives Matter for the popular thing to do and people who don't back it for the popular. They've taken it out of context. Mm -hmm. I have never taken it out of, well, this race matters more than this race Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. this blue profession matters more than Mm -hmm. everybody else. Mm -hmm. To me, it's never just been a way to express, a way to bring awareness to the situation that we're in. I hear it, I don't know if I would say more than most, but I hear it all the time of, well, it's not black lives that matter, it's all lives that matter. Well, if you know that, then why do you care so much that they're saying black lives matter? Mm -hmm. Because black lives are all lives. Mm -hmm. So... Oh, man, I'm back on camera. I swear, this devil is just trying to not get what needs to be said, said, but they're probably having some um, connection issues. So I'm trying not to blame it on the devil, but um, let's see. We got to get them back on. Let's see if they come back on. Hopefully you guys can come back in the room so we can um, get you on because yes, um, all lives do matter, but um, Black Lives Matter started because we wanted to say that our lives matter against the police, that police don't matter, or all other lives don't matter. It's just, you know, the injustice. And I think um, Sammy understands that. I can't speak for him, but I just wanted his thought on that. That, you know, most of us who are saying that we're not saying that the police are not and don't matter because they do, and we're not saying that other people don't matter but it's just the injustice that black people have faced we're just saying our mother our life matters too not only black lives matter but our lives matter too a friend said that we're saying our lives matter i'm trying to see if danielle and sammy are gonna come back in the room let me know if you guys come back in the room thank you guys so much um who are listening for joining us um, and thank you guys for your comments for um, Sammy and um, Danielle. Here we go. We got it. <clears throat> brings. Thank you guys for being patient and still hanging out with us. <laughs> I said, man, the devil don't want this stuff to say, but then I said, I'm not going to entirely blame it on the devil. Maybe it's connection issues. <laughs> Are you guys hearing us? Yes, yes, we're, yes in. we're in. Okay. So did you want to wrap up what you were saying, Sammy? Just that. What I said at the end is is I understand what the message was intended to be. To be. Mm-hmm. Which and is which is it, what it, which is what do you think it the intent of it was? That every Black Lives Matter too. It's not okay. just yes. yeah. Yeah. It's not just Black Lives that matter. Yes. But yes. It's it's an also bring yes. it together. Yes. Combine yes. it. Yes. Join yes. it in with everybody. Yes. But make aware that Black Lives matter. Mm-hmm. Because obviously there has been a discord yeah. for some reason for however long it's been. And and my personal belief. That's what the Black Lives Matter movement is. It yes. is a two, a unison. Bring it yes. together, join us yes. together mm-hmm. so that we are recognized. So yes. that you are recognized. Yes. Just as everybody else is. Yes, yes. That's yeah. that's what I, mean, I believe I, is. 
Go ahead. Yeah, Dr. I kind of stand in the same in the same the position. Obviously, all lives matter. No, nobody's contesting that. Mm -hmm. But not all lives. Mm -hmm. I don't hurt. I'm not treated differently when I go to the grocery store to buy something. If I went to a gun store to buy a gun, they'd be like, oh, good for you. You know, you're mm -hmm. a you're a mama that wants to protect her children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, let a black person go buy a gun and it's going to be like, well, what do you need this for? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like that. It's like that every single time. You right. Know? We get but, it. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's an issue there. There's obviously a difference. And so our brothers and sisters are saying, I'm black and my life matters. And the reason they're saying that is because they're not treated yes. like their life matters. Yes. I am treated like my life matters. Yes. There's exactly. a difference there. Mm -hmm. And why do you think that, I know you guys can't speak for everybody, but why do you think that people don't get that part? I think human nature is naturally defensive. So if people say like black lives matter, they take it as, well, I'm not black, but my life matters too. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they, they don't have a heart to hear. Their heart is not yes. open to hearing the pain and the anguish that people are going through. It's yes. me, 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 I, I, I. And it's like, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. We didn't say anything about you. Yeah, yeah. This is about me. This is about my people. And please join us. Encourage us. Help other people to understand. Um, I couldn't have said it better. That It's please. It's really a please join us. That our lives matter. Not that our lives matter more than anybody else's, but our lives have been taken so much and we have been so um, disenfranchised, abused, and neglected that we just want to say our lives matter too. And it hurts my heart when people don't see that. I, I know like Sam made a good point when he said some people take it all out of context with, on every aspect, right? And go to a far side, but that was the purpose of it, you know? So we can feel some liberation that we can feel like we are people and don't have to prove that. Yes, we are. And so you said it perfectly from a white mouth. You can you get it, you know, because oftentimes we I know I can speak for myself as a black woman that how do I explain it so people get it, especially because I don't get racism like um your husband said, right. I don't. I, I absolutely do not understand it because I love every... I can have a conversation with any person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my first initial response is like, oh, they're racist. They don't like me. That's never my first response, you know. But again, I wasn't born in America, so I have some different... Not saying that all... Let me make that clear, that all African-Americans have that thought. But it's just... I'm just very you know, loving people. So I don't get it. And it breaks my heart, you know, I guess, especially as a Christian person, when other, even other Christians don't get it. And it's just like, do we read the same Bible? Right. <laughs> and that's the thing that struggles. That's the thing that, that, that that's really difficult for me is when Christians put up walls and just don't get it. Yeah. Not because they don't want, just because they don't want to get it. Mm 
I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way that you can be, in my belief, there's no way you can be a Christian and have such crazy motives behind your actions just because of something as simple as culture, cultural divides. Like it just, it makes absolutely no sense to me at all. I don't, and and that's when I start pulling out the little bit of hair that I have left. (laughs) You and Patrick both. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's doing better than I am. Well, I think part of it too is just, um, I, I think part of it as, to why now I can only I'm I'm white so I'm only going to speak for white people and I know that I can't speak for all of them, um, but just like the the training I can't think of the right word for it but the training that we've had being raised and stuff like that um, by no fault of anybody known mm-hmm. um, I could say my whole life I'm not racist I'm not racist and I'm not but. I'm still learning through this whole process that's going on. There was a post on Facebook that said, um, you know, white, white privilege is saying it's really sad that George Floyd died, but this rioting has to stop. Instead, try to say this rioting is terrible, but the murder of black men or black people has to stop. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It, it was like, I, I'm that person, you know, and I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to learn right now. How is the correct way to word stuff? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank that's, you. That's, that's, you know, I'm glad you brought up white privilege. And then, you know, we have, you know, your, your husband as an officer on here. And that's something that, you know, Danielle, you and I take for granted is, you know, we get pulled over. We're thinking like, oh, man, how can I sweet talk this guy and not (laughs) not get a ticket? You know, and the reality is for our black and brown brothers and sisters, they get pulled over. And it's like, you know, put my hands on my on the dashboard. Don't move. I got to lower my voice and not say certain words. I got to not talk in a certain tone, you know, because the harsh reality is, is that some of the officers don't have the filter like like Sammy does. Um, they don't right. have that lens of of how he grew up and just being a, a you know a true Christian and following what the situation. But you know, a certain tone or a certain word could trigger a certain officer, and next thing you know, you know, God forbid, you have another George Floyd just because you know he he had an itch and went to scratch went to scratch his forehead, and it's happened. I mean, um, I'm, yeah. Forgive me, I'm going to butcher his name, but. Uh, the Philando Castile in, you know, again in Minnesota that happened years ago. He was a licensed firearm carrier. He had a firearm, but he wasn't reaching for it. And, I mean, so those are the differences when you think of it. Um, that's just what white privilege kind of fits in. That's a basic example of white privilege and how it fits in with police interaction. We take the situation for granted. And that's, if we acknowledge that and we continue like you're you know, you see posts and it's, it's, it's 
some people the like button because they whatever and not really or get angry by it. <laughs> mm -hmm. The true reality is is all that just doing it because they're doing it, they're taking it out of context, but we really think about it, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. This black communities being yep, just exactly. so marginalized for so long that until that starts to happen. Because we haven't been in the all, you know, we haven't been in the lives all. lives are not going to matter, so whether that's black, Hispanic, Asian, you know, it, black lives have to matter. Are you getting the feedback? Is anybody else getting that feedback or is it just me? Do you guys hear it? We're getting a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure other people can hear it when they get on. But yeah, good, good points, honey. Yeah, yeah. Any anything else, guys, that you guys wanted to say to come on here? Thank you guys for agreeing to come on here. So I want to make sure it represents you, um, both of you. You know, so anything else that you want to share with us? For me, I just want to let everybody that's going to be watching this. Um, we're not all that guy. We're not all bad people. We're not trying to destroy your life. Um, I was actually talking to a guy yesterday, and I'll end it with this. Uh, I was on a traffic stop, and he took off on me. Mm -hmm. And after he came to a stop, because my partner blocked him in, I discovered that he was an African-American man. He was 23 years old, and he was scared. And that's why he took off. He wasn't taking off to get away from me. He took off to go to the gas station because it was lit up, and he wanted somebody to see him. Um, and again, a realization that I don't have every day, um, is how sad is that? How sad is that, that this 23 year old young man was so afraid that he was getting pulled over because he was speeding that he felt he had to go even faster where he could be in plain view of everybody. And that's the first thing that he said to me is I was like, dude, why are you running? Where are you going? And he was like, I'm going to the Shell gas station because I want to be where there's light. That's exactly what he said. And I told him, I was like, dude, I get it. I understand a little bit, but do me a favor because I don't know who you are in this vehicle. I just know what's happening right now. That wasn't a good move. And I explained it to him. I'm not going to get into everything. It ended well. He ended up giving me a handshake at the end, telling me thank you. It played out just fine. He got his tickets. He moved down with his life, and it was over with. But even with everything that's going on right now, I guess I was kind of numb to the fact that I would really have to deal with it firsthand. And at 1 o'clock in the morning, it was a wrecking ball that hit me square in the face. Like, I, I, I want nothing but to figure out what's going on here. And this young man just wanted to make sure that he made it home. That was yeah. his only concern. I don't care what happens. I just want to make it home. Yeah. And I want whoever's going to see this or hear it or whatever, from a police officer standpoint, we're human too. 
we're not robots. We put all this stuff on. Mm-hmm. We move kind of in a way, but we're scared. We don't know what's going on when we're coming to talk to you. We don't know what's going on when we hear screams and yelling. So our natural defense, just like everybody else's, is fight or flight. Yeah. Are you going to fight or are you mm-hmm. going to run? Yeah. And unfortunately, oftentimes we don't have the option to run. So run, we have yeah. to fight. Mm-hmm. And very true. It's never my intention. And I'm only going to speak on my behalf. And I know that there's a bunch of people that fall in the same line with me. It's never my intention to create and cause harm to anybody. Yes. And that's just something that I want to make known is we're human. We make mistakes. It doesn't make it okay that we make mistakes, but we have fears. We have doubt. We don't know what's going on just as much as the next person doesn't know. Yes, yes, yes. We're just in a position that we have to pretend like we know what's going on until we get done with it. Yes, yeah. And I guess that's, that's really it. Is yeah. it doesn't make anything that happens like this George Floyd situation okay because it's not yeah. should have never happened. I'll make a firm stance on that again. Should have never happened. There's no reason for it. But from my point of view, it's just everything is a learning curve. Everything mm-hmm. is a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we all come together and learn multiple things from this. And just learn to appreciate each other for who we are, inside yeah. and outside of the uniform. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I could. Yes, um, certainly, certainly, Danielle. <laughs> the last thing that I want to say um, is that, Cynthia, you were talking on one of your other videos that you did that change is going to take a long time. Um. I'm happy that the ball is rolling now faster than it has been for many mm-hmm. years. Um, I want to do my part in making for sure that that momentum continues. I'm asking um, people of all colors to have a conversation with each other. Um, if my white brothers and sisters are treating my black and brown brothers and sisters in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable. Please let them know in a gentle way, because the way that we've been raised and what we've been taught is right and wrong. Um, we might not realize that we're doing or saying something wrong or, or acting in like a wrong way. So please open up those conversations, mm-hmm. let them know, like, you know, you using, like saying it this way or you doing that certain thing, like that's offensive to me or that makes me feel this way or that way or, you know, whatever, because it's going to take us mothers and and fathers raising our children and taking the lessons that we've learned and saying, okay, do this, don't do that. And then they're going to learn more lessons as they grow and they're going to pass it down to their children and so on and so forth. It's, it's, a generational thing that's going to take, you know, it's going to take time. Yeah. Um, but, but be willing to learn, be willing to 
listen, be willing to hear, be willing to be compassionate, mm-hmm. um, be willing to try to understand and, and to empathize and be willing to say, I'm sorry. And just be willing to open your heart and understand that my culture is different than your culture and different than your culture and different than your culture. And we have to open up those lines of communication to mm-hmm. fully understand each other. Yes. And I believe you. that that's going to be the biggest thing mm-hmm. is just learning how to communicate yes. against the racial divides. Yes. Because there's going to be terms in a Hispanic culture that we use amongst each other mm-hmm. that nobody else better use it. It's mm-hmm. the same thing in the black culture. It's the same in every culture, the mm-hmm. white, the Indian, the you name it. Yes. There, there, there's things that are acceptable only for these types of people. Yes. And I think that once we get around the idea of, you know what, it's not, it's not personal. It's mm-hmm. just, this is okay. And this is not. Yes. And why is that? Because it is, it just mm-hmm. is, it is what it is. And I think that once we all learn to communicate with each other and can express how we feel about everything that's going on, that's when the healing process is really going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's when the change is really going to start coming into effect. Yes, yeah. Because like Danielle said, is there's, there's so many different things that go along in everybody's personal lives that nobody else knows about. And yes. it's just, it's, it's something that we have to be able to be willing to do is yes. to be vulnerable and explain and understand and, what yes. is really going on. Very true. Very true. I love that point. I'm going to have you say something, honey, but I did want to read some of the comments because I'm not sure if you guys are seeing them. And Renick mm-hmm. says the change has to start in our homes, having conversation as a family and with our children. Um, someone was giving you some um, love, honey, um, Andrea. And someone said, um, Sophia said, all lives matter, but black lives are in danger and have been all this time. Yes. Um, and Genevieve just wanted to say to you, Sami, thank you for serving and protecting. And Daniel, thank you for praying that you're a godly, the godly wife you are and to bless you. And Denise wanted to thank you for putting yourself in arms way and giving you prayers. So <laughs> I just wanted to read it because they took the time to share those. Are those the children? Yeah. yeah. We, we get it. Time, time. When the time is up, they're like, we've given you your hour, mommy and daddy. They, they, did, they did so well. We totally get it because we have a house with children too. But we really want to thank you guys for joining and, and we echo the sentiments that you echo and we really wanted to have you on here because like you, you said, Sam, you know, we wanted to make sure that it, it's straight, that police officers, you know, are humans and they have families and, you know, they have concerns, you know, as well. And so it's not to, to take away the light from that, but it's how we can come mm-hmm. together. But we can't ignore the brutalities that some officers, and it's not all, that have put themselves in the forces 
you know, the police force so they can do these things and to get away with it. And I like how you said that officers may make mistakes, but you made a very clear distinction that what happened to George Ford, that was wrong. That wasn't a mistake and you weren't making an excuse for that. So I want people to hear that and to understand right. that. And, you know, we, we want to thank you um, guys for, you know, coming to the call and, and for doing this and for doing exactly what you're saying, that we have to have communications, right? And that you're open to hear. And Daniel, Daniel, thank you for being so transparent that you read that post and what that post said to you to change your wording it makes a great big difference and we as black people we need to do the same share how we feel and you know if something offends us to explain it as best we can honey did you want to say something uh, yeah um you know sammy brought up a, a very good point um when you're talking about within certain cultures I mean, it's no i don't want to make sure people hear it all right um, so you brought up a very good point uh, when talking about within certain communities, within certain cultures, there are certain terms and, and, and words that people use and say amongst each other, and no one else outside better say those words and those terms. Mm -hmm. um, I, had a very, I, I have a very good friend um, who's African-American. African we used to work together, and we've continued our friendship after he left the company. Um, but we had a conversation about that just the other day. And he's, he, you know, he, he said, man, you know, sometimes I got to get on my black friends and say, you know, dude, stop, stop saying, stop saying the N word when you have all your other white friends around because they're going to think that's okay. Right. You right. Know, so, so, you know, yeah, there's, you know, within those communities, there's the terms used for endearment. There's the terms used for, you know, hey, you know, I'm accepting you. So this is just normal that we mm -hmm. have in our, in our specific cultures, but if we're not careful, if we do that with certain people in our presence or in, in their presence, then he made a very good point. I never thought of it that way. Um, but when he said that, I was like, wow, you know, that, that's a good point. And yeah, I, you know, I get it. I know that's a boundary I'm not, I'm not ever going to cross. But, right. you know, when, you know, some people may not understand and may think like, hey, it's okay. So I can say the N word to, to my black friends. And when he said it, he was like, man, I have to tell my friends, you know, stop doing this so much because they're going to think it's okay. And if they come to me and say it, I'm going to have to go in their mouth. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. so, I mean, you know, so I get it. And the very good point of, you know, there are those terms of endearment within communities and cultures, but you also have to be careful. Maybe that's you know, a topic of conversation of where some conversations need to start within communities, within certain cultures and say, hey, we're calling our, we're calling each other this publicly, both, both publicly and privately. Well, what if it's doing more harm than good? What if it's, right. you know, giving people the wrong perception so they think it's okay and they think, man, that this Jim Crow thing is just never going to stop because, you know, Right now, it, the climate is focused more on on the black community, but yeah, they they call themselves the N word, so maybe it is okay. Maybe this, you know, but it, maybe that's where difficult conversations need to start happening. Um, we were on a call earlier, and, and a gentleman said we need to have these conversations um, amongst our own group, amongst our own people, separately, um, because you know he he pointed out I see a lot of you know, white and Hispanic faces here, maybe we, this conversation needs to be had amongst just us African-Americans. And, you know, that would be one of those conversations. Like, man, we need to, we need to change our language or, or something. 
because maybe it's given people the wrong impression. We're, we mean it as okay internally amongst us, but you know, obviously it's on TV, it's in the media, it's you know, all over. And, you know, like myself, I got a big group of black friends and you know, they're comfortable, they throw the N-word around me. And, you know, but somebody that's not like me may say, oh, it's okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna adopt it in my language next, next thing you know, that person's laid out on the floor or something, so. We're not soliciting violence. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not advocating violence or punching people. <laughs> we just wanna make it clear. But yeah, um, so I, I don't know, this was for an hour, right? Yeah, yeah. we're done. Because so, one Sammy has to go to work. Yeah, so so thank you guys. Thank you everybody that joined. Thank you, Sammy and, and Danielle, um, for being willing to share and, and, and being transparent. Um, that that's really important. And you know, Danielle, for for you sharing honestly of you know taking certain things that you see on Facebook or see just in general and turning that around into a teachable moment. You know, that, that's that's very important. And a lot of people don't have that lens don't have that that you know mental capacity to, to take something that could be so general and just so you know not worth paying attention to but actually taking it processing it and say i wonder if i need to change myself yeah you know so that's that's very very, very good, good. Yeah. and sammy you know thank you for all you do putting yourself on the line um you know we know a lot of good police officers so you know I, I get, you know, to your point, going back to the, the blue lives and black lives matter thing, but, you know, as long as we all understand that all lives can't matter until black lives matter, not not discrediting anybody else or, or putting anyone else on a lower pedestal, but, I mean, in reality, with this country and just the history, you know, that's where, that's where it needs to start. That's where change happens. Okay, let's read these last points. Um, someone said, I have always said that. Why well, use that word? I'm the N word. And Kim, um, Andrew said that. Then Kim, Kim said, Great point, Patrick. And Pam said, Thank you all. It starts with conversation. And Pam also said, Transparency and, and, and willing to look within. So thank you. I don't know. Um, yeah, thank you, Sammy. I'm getting a bad feedback. Are you? Okay. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry guys. I'm such a logistic person cuz I want people to hear this. Part of my ministry is to make sure that people hear it and get it so I worry about yeah. sound quality and Patrick is like it's okay. <laughs> so I'm learning to join him in the middle of it is okay. But yes, thank you both um for coming on and thank you everyone that joins us and for those who will um watch afterwards that we pray Sammy prayed such a great prayer um in the beginning. We pray that all our hearts and eyes um, become open and our minds to learning and hearing what each other have to say. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Love you. You may follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lovely Linky and YouTube at Lovely Linky Inspirations on my website at lovelylinkyinspirations.com. You may also email me at lovelylinkyinspirations at gmail.com. Please share, like, and subscribe. Until next time, let's stay connected. So come now, join me next week as we continue to encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Talk soon. Until then, live good.